Never mind. He's saying just like this morning, so I don't know. Do what you got to do. I don't know. I'm confused.
Oh, oh. 
sense the presence of the Lord this morning. I know he's here in a special way. I wonder if we could just, can we just lift our hands and just give him praise? Worship him here as we begin. We welcome him here. We know he's here already, but we want him to know how welcome he is to move amongst us and touch us. God, we love you and we praise you this morning, God. Like he's saying, Lord, this service, it belongs to you. And we're thankful, Lord, for we're all here together. But God, if we're here together and we're not aware of your presence, God, Lord, then we've missed it. God, I pray you'd touch us and you'd minister to us. I pray that your glory would be revealed, God, and move amongst us, God. We pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we clap our hands and just give God praise? For his presence. Great things are going to happen today. I can just sense and, and, and feel the presence of the Lord. And we know that when that happens, anything is possible here today. We want to welcome you. We're so glad that you're here today at Stratford Heights Church of God. If you're visiting today, I say this every time because I mean it. We believe that you're home. And we're so glad that you're here visiting with us. And we just want to welcome you here today. I want to make a couple of announcements as we get started in our service tonight. Wanted to remind our young adults, 18 to 35-ish, tonight is the mix, and we're going to be having that in the youth center, so it's going to be an incredible time. I know that food will come after that, and so we just wanted a quick, quick reminder about that. So with that being said, we're so glad that you're here. If you would, would you shake hands, just get out in the aisles and welcome each other into God's house this morning.
love that song. There is a God who reigns up in heaven. That, that truth, yes, you can be seated. That truth right there is the answer for all the whole world. When we truly understand and know the beauty and the wonder of God's presence, His love for us. How many of you know God loves you? He loves every man, woman, boy, and girl. God loves His people. Well, we're delighted today. Don't you love it when we come together and we have Baptism Sunday? Don't you love that? Amen. We read in the Word where Jesus stepped down into the water and John the Baptist was preaching repentance and he was baptizing people. 
Jesus stepped down in the water and John said, no, no, no. I, you come to me. I need to go to you to be baptized. And Jesus set the example for us. He said, suffer to be so, John. And so he fulfilled the beautiful example that he would be setting for you and I. That we would obey him by accepting him into our lives, making him Lord of our lives, and then declaring to the entire world through baptism that we belong to him. How many of you belong to Jesus Christ this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, we're happy and we're thrilled. We've got some folks that are going to be baptized this morning, and we just want to celebrate with them as they have made a declaration and a commitment in their hearts and lives. And they've accepted the Lord into their life, and they want to follow him now in obedience through baptism. Our first folks that are coming is a, is a couple new to our church, and this is Emery and Deborah Sproul. So we're thankful for them today. Deborah, you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. Yes. By accepting him into your life, following him and his word in baptism this morning, it is my privilege as your pastor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Emory. Emory has accepted Jesus Christ into his life. Yes. Wants to follow the Lord and the command in his word to be baptized. Emory, it is my honor to baptize you this morning. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. I love doing the work of the kingdom, and this is what we're doing today. How many of you know this is a sacred and a beautiful moment? Around heaven, they're celebrating right now. You know Roger and Marcia Johnson. They're coming to be baptized. Roger has recently rededicated and committed his life to the Lord, and he is coming to be baptized this morning, and that is a celebration for us today. We honor God. Amen. Marsha, I know that you love the Lord. You've accepted him into your life. You're following him in an obedience to baptism this morning. It is my honor, my privilege before the kingdom of God to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boy, I prayed for you for a long time. Marsha prayed even harder and longer. But we're so glad this morning. I'm so proud of you. So proud of what God is doing in your life. And by virtue of your confession and your demonstration that you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, it's my honor today and thanking the Lord to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Won't you stand with me? 
Why don't we thank the Lord today together, lifting our hands and our voices to the Lord. We thank you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you for the work of your kingdom in this church. Bless these and strengthen these that have been baptized. Let your work be accomplished in their lives. Grow them. Disciple them, Lord, as we work together. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to do something that has become real special and dear to my heart. Something that the pastor started several years ago, and I never dreamed that I would have the opportunity to to go there and, and experience it for myself. But we're going to pray for the nation of Israel. And this past December, I had the awesome opportunity to go there. And the Bible talks about how we're to pray for the peace and prosperity of his chosen people, Israel. And I come to testify this morning that they do have peace there and they are prosperous. It was a wonderful experience for me from the time we flew on an Israeli plane there and, and they had rabbis praying the whole time on our trip down there. But that wasn't nothing compared to what I felt the first moment I stepped off the plane and stepped into Israel. And I felt a peace come over me that I never felt in my life. It goes against all logic because we're going to a country that I didn't speak the language, don't know the culture very well, far from my home, a place where they're surrounded by oceans of people that hate them and want to see them destroyed. And instead of feeling fearful and, and out of place, I felt like I belonged there. Amen. And it was an awesome feeling. Amen. And we drove around the country. Amen. We drove around the country and we saw how the Lord is prospering that nation. And then when we got on the plane and, and the plane started to take off, my wife and I, we started to cry. Because we felt like we was leaving our home. So I have a newfound and greater appreciation for what we do right now. We're praying for God's people. And we're doing something that's very special this morning as we bless them. The Bible says, bless those. Bless those that bless Israel will be blessed. And I want to be blessed this morning, don't you? Amen. So let's join together and pray. Father, we come together in this special place, Lord. We're so privileged to have this place to come and worship you this morning. And Lord, we join together to lift up your nation, Lord, your chosen people, Israel, at this time. Father, we ask that you would keep your hand on them, that you would protect them, Lord, that you would be with their leaders, Lord, with fathers, with mothers, with children, with their military father. Lord, we ask that your peace and your prosperity would continue to thrive over that nation. Lord, we ask for your protection, Lord, and most of all, Lord, we pray for their complete salvation, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless them this morning. We come together in one mind and one accord this morning, and we bless Israel. Lord, and through this, we know that you will bless us. May you receive all the honor and glory that you're worthy of this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. There's a lot going on here today. Stratford Heights is always, we're in the soul-saving business. That's our specialty. And it's so good to see these people follow the Lord in water baptism. That's a great, great experience to have, and we're so thankful for that. We're going to worship the Lord with our giving at this time. I want to read some scripture in 1 Timothy 6 and verses 6 through 7. Uh, Paul said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. 
Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. You know, when someone passes away, if they're a pretty good working people and so forth, somebody always says, how much did they leave? And I always smile and say they left it all. Because we can't carry anything out with us. The things that we amass in this life and so forth. The Bible tells us that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We're pilgrims right now, just passing through, but we're laying up treasures in heaven. The Bible says, love not the world nor the things that are in the world. That means the sin in it. All the things that cause us to be drugged down and to be pulled away from God. Um, we brought nothing into the world and it's certain we can carry nothing out. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, for moth and rust does corrupt and thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where the, neither moth nor rust can break through and thieves cannot steal. Yes, we're going to give this morning and worship the Lord in our giving. You know, sometimes we get in a habit, I said this once before, we get in a habit of just giving a $1 bill, and George Washington makes more visits to our church than just about anybody. But we can grow in our giving, and we can step out in faith, and we can give a $5 bill, or a $10 bill, or a $20 bill. And I had a friend who started that many years ago. He was broke and going bankrupt, he had $13 in his pocket and put it all in the offering that morning. Came back that Wednesday night because he was supposed to lose his farm and everything he had. And said, guess what? I put everything I had in the offering. I always said I'd like to see if I could give everything I had to God. And he felt like he did that day because he didn't have much. But a man that owed him for his farm came that, or a big, a lot of money on it, came and paid him several thousand dollars. He started paying his tithes, and he started giving $5 bills in the offering. And then he uh, got a good job, and it started paying good, so he started giving $10. And then he started giving $20. And then he started putting $50 bills in the offering. And he was giving a large amount when he passed away and went to heaven. I never knew anybody that would give so reckless with their faith in God. He said, you cannot outgive God. Never. So this morning we want you to get your offering ready. We're going to receive the offering this morning for our church. We have a lot of ministries in our church. We feed the poor. We give groceries out all the time. We help many children that are in need. We have missionaries in many, many countries around the world that we personally support. We give to keep this beautiful facility that we have here going. And uh, we're out to win every soul that we can to God. We're on our way to heaven, and we're laying up treasures in heaven. So this morning, I want you to give as giving unto the Lord. He keeps good records of everything that we give, and he wants to bless us today. And if we'll be faithful to him, he will. So give a love offering to the Lord this morning that will bless your church. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you have given us so much. You made us like you, and you breathed into us the breath of life. Lord, every day you're with us. You give us health and strength, and you give us food to eat and a home and a wonderful church. 
Lord, we feel so honored to know you and to know how wonderful plans you have for our lives. Bless and supply every need this morning. Those who need a job, we pray you'd supply that need. And for all those that have a job, Lord, that you've given, we thank you for that. We thank you because you don't withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly before you. And we just honor you, Lord, and praise you for this beautiful day. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you as you give.
Well, come on and praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Amen. Well, don't you want to find a thousand ways to worship Him? I want to find a thousand things to do to give Him honor and give Him glory. And I, I, you know, some folks think, you know, it all has to be just so ordered and so this, just this little bit, like that old commercial, a little dabble, do you? And I want to pull out the stops. I want to dance. I want to clap. I want to lift my hands. I want to sing. I want to do whatever I can to give him glory and to give him honor. Hallelujah. Don't you love the ministry of grace? Didn't she do wonderful? Man, I love that. All throughout the scripture, I could tell when she was getting blessed too, and I love that. You know, she doesn't do that for herself, she's doing that for her king. David, the Bible says, dance before the Lord with all of his might. I believe that we need to worship God. Find a thousand ways today to worship him. Amen. We're gonna go before the Lord in prayer right quick. We got some business to do. Is that all right? Can I call you to order for just a moment? Several very serious situations and we need God to move. And I, I believe there's faith in this room. I believe there's power in the Lord's people. The, the work of God will be accomplished and done through his power that's at work in us. The Bible says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all, we can ask or think. According to what? The power that's at work in us i'm calling you to business right now we're going to go over to miami valley hospital we're going to go over to children's medical center in in dayton we're going to go over here to atrium and we're going to pray and we're going to see god move i'm ready for that so i want you to help us right now first of all brother charlie brandenburg is watching my video right now he's watching our our live stream in the hospital he's with chris and lindsay we're going to pray for Brother Charlie. Brother Charlie suffered a stroke this week, but he's absolutely going everything that they say is supposed to be happening. He keeps going the other direction because God is touching him. I'm believing the Lord is going to heal him completely. His family's praying. We're praying. And right now, Brother Charlie, we are going to go before the throne. The Bible says if two or three will agree. Well, there's a little more than two or three right here. If we'll come together in faith, and we'll agree on touch that need in his life, we'll see a miracle. How many of you believe that? Some of his family is here with us today. We want to pray for Brother Charlie. We also, perhaps you heard on the news or read in the newspaper about a little three-year-old boy, little Nicholas, that was in an accident with his grandfather and they were both run over by a car. Well, that just happened to be Brian and Tiffany Minor. That's Brian's father, Mark. Mark visits with us very often, sits right back over here, he and his wife. He was, the, they were working on a car in the driveway. The grandfather spoke to, the, spoke to the, uh, the children that were playing, said, get out of the driveway and go play in the yard. So they were playing in the yard like they were supposed to. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everything went wrong. And that car somehow got out of gear and it rolled into the yard. And when that grandfather saw that little three-year-old ride in the path of that vehicle, he dove right down in front of it, and that car run over him completely, front and both wheels. He knocked the child out of the way, but the child still suffered some wounds from the, from the car. But I believe that God is going to do something miraculous right now in this place. 
You see, when we, when it, when it comes home, not right, Brother Orville, when it comes to your house, you know how to pray then. When it's somebody else's need down the road, you know, sometimes we can be kind of removed from that. But this comes home to us today. Brian Miner works in our media department, and Tiffany's a youth leader, and they're youth leaders together. They grew up in this church. I raised Tiffany in youth group. They're brokenhearted right now, as his father is right now in surgery. And that precious little Nick, they just took a, a scan. They're going to do an MRI tomorrow. They're taking some pressure off of his brain, even as we speak. And I'm believing God to turn that thing around for this little baby and for this grandfather. I want to see a miracle. We're going to pray for them. We're going to keep praying for them. We're going to pray for Lily. Lily Walters needs our prayers. I want us to pray for Lily. I want God to touch her. And I also want God to touch uh, Brother Hale, Brother Glenn Hale, who needs a miracle today. We want to touch it. I believe, I, I visited with him this last week with Brother Don, and he is... He is ready to go, but I want to pray for him. I want to pray the presence and the peace and the power of God to be with him. How many of you know it's not such a bad thing to be healed home? It's not a terrible thing to be healed home, but we want what God wants, don't we? We're going to do business. I'm calling the church to a business meeting that it doesn't have anything to do with a, a, a balance statement or a dollar bill has everything to do with the Spirit of God Amen. and the work of the Spirit in us. So I want you right now, help me, let's pray together. Father, as we come to you, we come now standing on the precious Word of God. We believe in your atoning blood. The, the Bible tells us that by your stripes we were healed. We're believing right now that you will touch in all of these situations. Lord, would you touch Charlie Brandenburg? Lay your hand on him in that hospital right now. We agree together right now in faith, Lord, that you are able to touch him, raise him up in great strength, give him a wonderful day today and a miraculous day. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Be with Brother Glenn. Touch him. Let him know and sense your presence right now in that house where he's at. Touch him by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the angels of God bring comfort and strength to he and his family. Touch Sister Lily Walters, Lord. We ask you to heal her and to strengthen her even in this moment. Lay your hand on her, God, as we call out the promises of God. Embrace them and hold to them and claim them as ours in the name of Jesus. We honor you for it, God. And Lord, we bring to you right now this grandpa and this three-year-old little boy. We pray for Mark. We pray for Nick. God, that you will touch both of these people. Send an entourage of the armies of heaven straight down into those hospitals. Lord, where they're operating right now, we by faith will believe you for a miraculous recovery. And Lord, for your work to be done, anoint the nurses, anoint the doctors. Let them all of a sudden feel a surge of an anointed hand, a great physician that is touching and using them to perform a miracle. And we believe it and we pray for it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you'll relieve the pressure on little Nick's brain, that you'll touch this young boy. Lord, he'll suddenly right now just start to feel better and better and better. By the hour, let him know a testimony of the touch of God on his life. We call these things done, and we thank you for healing. We thank you for strength, and we thank you, Lord, because your word says, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me out of all my trials. We thank you for hearing us today and every need that might be represented in this house. Every man, woman, boy, and girl, 
every heart, every life, every family. Lord, would you minister to the needs they have today. May miracles stack up on top of miracles in this place as we come. Gathered in your name to be in your house to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say that with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. I want you to continue to remember a couple of families that lost their loved ones that we had the funeral services for this week. I want to remember the Markham family. Some of their family is here today. I want to pray for them that God will continue to comfort and strengthen them, especially Sister Judy Markham. She lost her husband this last week, and we want to pray for them. Also, Brother Ray Downs and losing Sister Ruth Downs. We had her service on Monday. We want to continue to remember them. Right now, I want to do something a little fun. I want the ladies from the Ohio Christian Academy, if they will, to come up on stage. I want to tell you a little bit about what the biggest secrets we got in the church is the Ohio Christian Academy. In case you didn't know it, we have a full-blown kindergarten through 12th grade school right here at Stratford Heights Church. Today at 1230, right after service, they're going to be hosting an open house in our Family Life Center, the gymnasium. All the classes will be open and the teachers will be there and there's information for you. It's open enrollment, I believe, right now. And you're able to enroll for the fall. Uh, if you're interested, if you have considered or been praying about a Christian school, I can honestly tell you, and I've told this to them in private, I'm not talking behind their back. I've told them, just this last week even, I had a conversation. I let them know I respect them, I love them, I admire them. These ladies are working in our school and giving their lives just to this process. And the school is absolutely not in the place where it's totally funding them. They're certainly not getting rich. But they are volunteering and giving their time to minister to well over almost 40 children that are already enrolled. And we're looking for a record enrollment this next year. But they are a delightful bunch of Christian godly ladies who are literally doing the work of God in educating our children. Amen. I'm excited about OCA. I got my shirt. I wear my t-shirt sometimes. And I love these kids. And I have to, at least a couple of times during the week, I have to literally go sneak back there and I go in their classrooms and I just say hi and get hugs and, and I just think they're awesome. These are some of the greatest kids. They're disciplined. They're, they're being accepted to some of the major universities right now. We're thrilled. Some of them are going to Cedarville University. Another one is going to Malone. And we, we got, they're being accepted all over the country and it's a wonderful thing. So we wanted to give you an opportunity to meet these ladies, see who they are, and talk to them about open enrollment coming up this fall at Ohio Christian Academy. Which one of you guys want to say something? Stacy? I'm Stacy, um, and I'm not, I don't even want to follow that. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that anybody that has any questions, come back and see us. We have four seniors graduating this year, like Pastor said, um, and we're excited about all the things that are coming and growing, and it's constantly we're just busy all the time, and we take this responsibility very, very seriously. This is a ministry, and we love these kids like they're ours, and I can't believe that God would choose us to give us that responsibility, but he did, so we're going to do our best to honor him. 
So come see us if you have questions. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's right after service. You're welcome to go right through those two double doors right into the Family Life Center. And there you can visit and talk with these ladies, see the classrooms, see how they're all set up. And it, it's a beautiful environment. I think you'll be very impressed. Help us pray about it. How many will help? If you, maybe you don't have elementary ed kids or high school kids, but how many will help us pray for Ohio Christian Academy? Amen. I, that's the best thing you can do. But if you have a few minutes after service, please run by and, and see these ladies, meet them, and see what they're doing for the Lord. Wanted to remind you that while we are having the mix service on Sunday night, last month we had the mix, mix only, and so the sanctuary was kind of darkened. And you know, I walked out through the building and I thought, this just don't feel right. So what we're going to do tonight is the service is going to be, the, the sanctuary is going to be open. We have some people who are coming who are going to be here to, to kind of oversee and coordinate a, a prayer service tonight. So the sanctuary from 6 to 7.30 or whenever is going to be open for prayer. So while we're having church down there and I'm preaching down there, you're welcome to come by here and there'll be an anointed Holy Ghost prayer meeting happening right here in the, in the sanctuary. So I invite you to come and be a part of that. And if you're, you know, going to have prayer at home, sit there and eat pretzels, then you just have a good time. All right. Our ushers are coming to serve. There, did we already take the offering? Well, that's what I get for being in the baptism. Okay. All right. You guys go ahead. Bless us.
Stand with me if you aren't this morning for the reading of God's word. I'm redeemed. Aren't you thankful this morning that he loves you, that he found you? How many did he find you? He had to find you. Amen. I like that old song, when he reached down his hand for me. He had to reach way down. I don't know about you. Maybe you were sitting pretty. I, I, he had to find me. But I'm so thankful that he... Where the scripture says he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. I was lost and undone without God or his son. Then he reached down his hand for me. Amen. Been set free. Been redeemed by the power of God. Ain't no greater decision in all the world that I made than when I first turned my attention, turned my affections to the Lord. He, you know what I found out? I found out he was waiting for me, Sister Joanne, the whole time. He's waiting on me. How many of you know he waits on you? He's waiting for you to turn and to look to him. Somebody in here today, God is waiting on you. Got several scriptures for our text this morning. I'm going to read them all. So you can try to find them or you can just follow along on the screen. 
If you're real adventurous and you, you can flip through the word like a computer, let me read them for you. Isaiah 55 and 6. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Matthew 6 and 33. Luke chapter 11 and verse 9. And Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Now, the test. How many scriptures was that? No, I'm kidding. Let's read what the word says. Entitled the message today, Seek and Find. You don't even know. See, if you knew what I was going to preach, you'd already said amen. But you, did, you don't know what I'm going to preach. Seek and find. Amen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Can I get an amen out of this crowd? Matthew 6 and 33, but seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Luke chapter 11 and verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone, say everyone. Everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened to you. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 6. How in the world does all this come together and happen for us? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. How many of you know he is? He is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Can you say amen to the reading of God's word? Father, we come to you now. I pray that you will bless us in our time. I pray the preacher gets out of the way. Lord, it's not about the church. It's not about the man. It's not about any of us. Lord, you take hold of this. I pray for the anointing of the spirit of God that your work will be accomplished and done in the next few minutes. That people will see the treasure that comes in your word today. That Lord, it'll challenge and speak to every one of us to grow closer and closer and closer to you than we have ever been in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now let me just tell you straight up. This message has been fought tooth and nail. I Oh, number one, Cameron just got a text message. They said all of a sudden out of nowhere, he wanted to tell us that the pressure inside that little boy's brain has dropped significantly. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe he hears us when we cry out to him? He answers prayer. God answers prayer. Hallelujah. Mm. That's all right. We'll have church now. I loved going to a, a church that's alive. 
that ain't no that ain't no attack on no other church I just like going someplace where I can feel and sense the presence of God he's here in a mighty way I wouldn't trade that what's that also I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world so thankful for the presence of God but let me tell you I fought I put together Charlie I put together four messages for this morning service I have been locked up behind closed doors I have been searching putting I put this one together first then I went and found I had to find a whole new message I had to search out I went through the scriptures I found another one then I went to another one and then I had a third one typed them all out wrote them all out took notes I had napkins with notes I was putting it all together got all the way to the last one brother Wallace you know how this works you're a preacher of the gospel and then last night, I had all four typed up, sitting there staring at them. I looked up and I said, well, Lord, what have you got for us? Because I don't know why I'm being fought like this. And he said, go the first one. <laughs> and I said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> he said, don't worry, preacher, you'll use those. So I went back and then I started all over again and just started working on this one again and I've changed it. It changed it until early this morning. God's got a message for us. I believe he's got a word for us today and I fought for this one. I prayed for this one. I was up before you were this morning praying over this message and I believe that someone's going to be transformed and changed by hearing it. Not because I put it together but because he directed and put it together. It's all about the concept of seeking God. Seeking God. We've been in a series, Healthy Things Grow. We have come to realize and understand that when something is healthy, it grows automatically. When we are healthy spiritually, when we are healthy uh, in our mind, our spirit, our body, physically, when we're healthy, we grow automatically. We just, we just do, we do good. We do better. In the spiritual life, in for so long, the church is focused on growth, on we want to grow, we want to get big, we want to be better, we want to have a ministry. We, we seek the growth. And that's the wrong thing to do, Sister Cindy. That's the wrong thing to do. What we do is we seek health. When we seek health, we grow automatically. I don't even hardly know what to do with my sweet potato plant. It is one of the... One of them went down this long, the other one went down that long, and I've wrapped them in circles around each other, and they're just, they're just climbing all over the place. How many of you know healthy things grow? Healthy things grow. Seeking God. Seeking God, knowing, embracing the fact that not only with your faith, but, but knowing that if you will search after him, his promise in his word is that you will find him. A lot of folks walking around today, well, I don't know where God is. Well, I've never seen God. Have you seen God? I haven't seen God. I look at those folks and I'm like, oh, I found him. You didn't find him? I looked at somebody years ago, I'll never forget it, and I, and I said, oh, man, you, you have not found him? I'm so sorry. What can I do to help you? I want you to find the Lord. You've got to find him. Oh, he's there. He promises in his word. If you search for me with all your heart, you will find him. 
I have found him. I have found him to be there in the good times and in the bad times. When I've been in the valley, I found that he was there. When I've been up on the mountaintop, he celebrated with me and he was there. I have never been in a moment's time in my life where I have not sensed, felt, and knew the presence and the power of God Almighty. He's there to be found. He wants to be found by his people. I mean, seeking is important. We all seek things. We're a seeking kind of people. By nature, you are a seeker. You don't, you don't realize that. You don't know it. You're made to search out and to seek things. Some seek motivation. Some seek, you know, education, money, fame. They seek pleasures, self-validation. I put a whole list together. Worldly power. Some are seek, searching out sexual fulfillment. Others are looking at, for a husband or a wife or children, a new job, a better education. They're looking for a new house, new friends. People are constantly searching, seeking out things. Everyone seeks something in life. Amen. Everyone is seeking something in their life. The question is, what are you seeking? Because that's what you're going to get. That's what you've gotten up to this point. What you are searching for, what you are seeking, what you want. What you're passionate about, what you're hungry for, what you're thirsty for. I guarantee you, I can look at your life and I can tell you straight up, you've, you've got what you're seeking. Or you're getting what you're seeking. So it's important that we answer the question, what are we searching for? What are we searching for? The crazy thing about all these things that we want in life, here's what we found to be true. I found it to be true in almost every case where I've talked to people that are either very successful or people that are not so successful. People that literally are, have achieved much in life. They've got degrees. They write books. They, they do all kinds. Here's what I found about all of the people in the world, from celebrities to folks who have money to people who are big in business to people who are, are just serving doctors, lawyers, people that serve in the church. What I found is that most everything that we get, we, we have searched for, we've sought for it. But here's the thing I found about worldly things, that when we get it, it's never really enough. We get this house, we want another house. We get this car, we want another car. I get this job, I want another job. I search and I, I, I want all these things. And when I get to them, they just don't do it for me. The grass is always greener on the other side. You ever noticed how green the grass is? All over? That's just your eyesight. You need to get a pair of glasses. The grass is always greener on the other side. Augustine wrote this over 1,500 years ago. He said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. Nothing in this life will satisfy you forever. Doesn't mean they're wrong. It's great to have success. It's great to make achievements. It's wonderful to, to go to school and get an education. It's wonderful to make better of yourself and to live excellently. Not, that, that's not the point. These are good things. But what we've got to understand here today is that the most important decision or the most important passion, the most important hunger that you have is the one that knows whether God is there, real, and in your life or not. That's the most important question you'll ever know or face in your life. Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, I am the way, I am the truth, 
I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. This is the truth of life. When we are, if you're wanting to seek satisfaction, you want to see, you want to seek success, you want to have a life that is fulfilled. There's only one way. It is Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That is your answer to life's fulfillment. Nothing in this life satisfies us forever. It's important what you're seeking and what you're hungry for. There's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11 that says, God has put eternity in our hearts. That is the scripture. You know, you've heard preachers say, there is a God-sized hole in every man, woman, boy, and girl's soul in their heart. And that can only be filled by God. Well, here's your scripture. For God has put eternity in our hearts. The desire, the passion, the hunger for something more beyond this life. For purpose, for, for strategy, for, for our lives to have a destiny. God put that inside every one of us. We all have it. And though we search the world over, looking for answers that would fulfill us, looking for things that we can fill our lives with. I mean, people, look at the story, look at the children's books, look at all the movies and, and all that music and all the things that are out there. Ponce de Leon, who went searching for the fountain of youth, the, the, the lady that was looking in the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. I mean, everywhere you look, people have been searching for immortality. They've been searching how to live forever. All the shows are about supernatural heroes and people that can do stuff that are beyond our own human element. When we look and understand that, that is an answer to the, the purposes that God has put together in our lives. He has placed down inside every man, every girl, every boy, girl, every woman. I got them all. He's placed down in every one of us. This passion and this hunger for more, for something beyond this life, for something that's outside of ourselves. We all want to live forever. We all want to find the fountain of youth. We all, you know, I'm amazed at the people. You know, can I just tell you this? This is, this is me meddling. Ladies, grow old gracefully. You don't have to be all cut up and made into something else and look scary. <laughs> Guys, help me out for a minute. There ain't nothing more beautiful than a lady who has grown older gracefully. Is there anything more beautiful than that? Where's, the, where's my guys? Come on, help me out. I was a little worried that I had a bunch of vain men who were like, no, man, I want her to go. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. We're gone. We're out of here. It's an insatiable desire and hunger and thirst we have. It's inside every one of us for something beyond, something that, that helps us to, to live forever. We've all got that. And yet we find when we look at celebrities, when we look at the people in the world, those that are successful by the world's standards, we look at them and we see that without God, most all of them find a very miserable path. I loved Robin Williams and his comedy back in the day when he was Mork. But you look at that gentleman and I'm saddened by his story. Taking his own life at the pinnacle of his life. Taking his life and not finding any peace. Not finding any rest. The grass was not greener. He needed something beyond himself. He surrounded himself with everyone who just wanted his life. 
wanted to tell him how perfect his life was. In the midst of all of that, he found nothing, zero. He was considered top of the the heap. He was the one on top of the mountain. He was the one that was successful. And when he got up there and looked down at everybody else who wanted his life, he realized this doesn't cut it. This isn't it. So he was hopeless. Oh, I thank God this morning that you're here because before you leave this building, I get to tell you there is hope. There is hope. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning of the end, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God. He's the Everlasting Father. He is the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley. He is the mighty, mighty Son of God. And He's real. He's awesome and He's mighty. He loves you and He's reaching for you. He's seeking after you. He wants you to seek Him back. And He promises if you will seek Him, you will find Him. I promise you, if you'll get your mind off of all the other things, if you'll stop allowing the excuses to hold you back, if you'll let, let go of everything this world tries to do to prop you up, if you'll look away from all of those lies and you'll look right back in to the face of Jesus Christ, you will find your comfort, you'll find your success, you'll find your destiny, you'll find your future. It's all right there in the midst of his presence. Glory to God. Isaiah 55 and verse 1 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. The writer goes on, Isaiah says, Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight in abundance. Decline your ear. And come to me here, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of God. But Jeremiah told us what the problem is. He said, has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. Verse 13, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. Just going to let that drop in there in your heart a little bit. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And they've hewn out, they've carved out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. We've hold, we, we've carved out our own life we've made our own way this is what success is this is what this is the answer to the life and to the world broken cisterns that can hold no water what are you wrestling with today what are you hungry and thirsty for I know you're like every other human being eternity's been placed down in your heart so you're desperately searching for answers that's the one thing I know and I get the privilege, the opportunity this morning to preach to this house and let everybody know, everybody from the right to the left, from the front to the back, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how high on the, the totem pole you are, I can tell you you're the same as everybody else. You are hungry and thirsty after something more and beyond yourself. And I'm here to tell you, I know where your answer is. It's still in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Your answer's Yes, the doctors and psychiatrists, the lawyers and 
television celebrities, all those people are fancy and they've got answers to how you can decorate your house and how you can be a success in this life. But let me tell you, the answer to your life still is in this black back holy Bible. God and God alone is all you need to be a success. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the power of God. There is no answer outside of this that will ever satisfy you. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. How many have been made for another world? You hang on, Liz. You had to say goodbye to Virgil, the love of your life this year, but you hang on because you were made for another world. Virgil's there already. He's dancing and shouting, and he's preparing a place for us, Brother Orville. He's getting us ready. You don't have to worry. You were made for another land. You're a citizen of another country. You and I, we belong. Oh, I love the old song, Beulah Land. I'm homesick for you. I'm going to lay down my faith. Pick up my sight, and I'm going to touch it, feel it, and sense it, and I'm going to hear the voice of the master call my name. Say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're longing for. we got to hang on here. Man, don't worry about the things here. Do good. Be the best you can be. Colossians says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily excellently as under the Lord and not unto men. Man, I want you to be blessed. I want you to do great things. Uh, we got doctors in here. We got lawyers in here. We got all kinds of people that have accomplished and done much. I love that. Love it. I loved walking. Uh, he, he is so humble. He's not going to like me doing this. But I walked into Tennessee, walked into a Christian bookstore, looked over on the shelf, and I saw Dan Rundell's name. He was right there. He had written a book, and it was on the shelf right there. I took a picture of it. I was like, that guy goes to my church. The clerk, the clerk was like, really? I'm like, Dan goes to my church. He wrote that book. I love success like that. I love it. But what I love most about him is that what he writes about is his passion, his desire, his love is God. What, he, what we do, the doctors, I love Sister Diana Small, Dr. Small. I love what she does because you know what? She's not just got a career. She's got a ministry. She loves little babies and loves little children. And she takes care of them from her heart. And she's anointed to do that. And we've got that all over this church when we understand and know, man, that doesn't give us our fulfillment. That doesn't give us our success. What gives us our success is our passion and hunger to do it for God. Amen. Praise God. And everyone can have it. Everyone can have it. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, Jesus said these words. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness to be right with God. For they shall be filled. Are you hungry this morning? Are you hungry for thirst and thirsty for God? Telling you there's nothing greater. Tell me how you spend your time and how you spend your money, and I'll tell you what you seek. That's a no, it's a foolproof test. Whatever you spend most of your time on, whatever you spend most of your money on, that's who you are. You can say what you want, you can come to church, look very religious. Time and money don't lie tells your story. 
so many of us are like this man. I read this and I loved it because I love Gilligan's Island, so I wanted to read it to you. Read about a man who looked at his life and concluded that he was just like the professor on Gilligan's Island. The professor could do anything. I mean, he could turn a banana peel into diesel fuel. He could take algae and make chocolate for Gilligan. But for some reason, in all those years, he never got around to fixing the boat, the hole that was in that boat. And so many of us are just like that, aren't we? We can do amazing things. We can do awesome things. And we spin our wheels doing all kinds of things. But we don't fix the hole in our boat. The hole that's in our heart. Where God said, I have placed eternity in every man, woman, boy, and girl. That's what that is. You didn't know what that was, but you do now. It's the eternity that God placed inside you as you pursue a marriage where your husband loved God and to pursue raising your children in faith and living here all these many years even though you've had to walk to some cemeteries you have got a faith that's beyond everything that happens in this life and you've given it to God you pursued him you sought him and you found him when you and I seek the Lord it was David who said as the deer pants for the water brooks so does my soul Thirst after thee, O God, when shall I come and appear before you? Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is the most powerful, one of the most powerful scriptures, one of the smartest scriptures in the whole Bible. If you and I will understand that if you will lay aside every excuse, if you'll lay aside all the junk that has kept you back, if you will once again begin to search out, seek God, find him. It's kind of like that lady who was looking for a lost coin. You know, the Bible tells us how we got to have that same kind of desire and passion. We got to search after God like she did. It says she, swept, she had 10 coins. She lost one. She searched the whole house, swept it clean from beginning to end, opened and covered everything under the sun. She didn't have one of them little discs that you could put, you know, with it so you could just beep your phone. That was supposed to be funny. Wow, it really <laughs> fell. But it says, and when she found it, she called all her neighbors and all her friends and said, come, celebrate with me for the lost coin has now been found. God looks at you like that, but God wants you to look for him like she did. Search him out. Be hungry and thirsty after him. Can I just tell you something? Abraham Lincoln said this, and it was pretty wise. He said, most people are about as happy as they want to be. Somebody sits here going, you don't know my circumstances. Well, I've met some people, or I've read, I've read about them in the Word. I haven't actually met them. But I know Paul and Silas down in that dungeon found a song at midnight in the middle of their prison. And I know the three Hebrew children had to endure the fire, but in the fire it says they danced around. And there was one, one, a fourth man in the fire that looked an awful lot like the Son of God. No matter what your circumstances are, you're about as happy as you want to be. We are the way we are because that's the way we want to be. Now, this is going to be some hard preaching right now. Hang on. I'm going to close and it's going to be happy. Right now. It's either that we're happy with the way things are or we haven't 
sought out. Sometimes you got to search out. Sometimes you got to dig out the answers you need for your life. But we're not willing to do that, so we just kind of accept where we are and what's going on and just let it go. Well, God just must not have that for me. Well, God just may want me to endure all my life. No, everywhere I read in the Word of God, He wants you to absolutely, abundantly experience His intimacy and His joy. He said joy that is unexpressible. It's unspeakable and full of glory. He said peace that the world can't even understand. It's beyond comprehension. He talks about a love that is so amazing and beautiful. It goes past the stars, the moon, and the planets. It's, it's a love that can't be compared. He wants you to experience the very best of life. If you want it, you can have a close walk with God. If you want it, you can have a better marriage. If you want it bad enough, you can find God's will. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Boy, we can just get this out of, the, out of our way, right? In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That's a promise. If you want it, you can be a witness for Christ. If you want to learn how to be a prayer warrior, I had somebody say, man, I wish I could pray like so-and-so. You can. You just got to want it like they wanted it. You just got to want it bad enough. You can grow spiritually if you want it. You can walk in the spirit if you want it. You can be a godly woman, a godly man. You can live for the Lord and be an example, a shining. If you want it bad enough, God's word is filled with one promise after another that you can have what you seek. You have deeply ingrained habits and destructive patterns of behavior. If you want to get rid of them bad enough, if you hate them bad enough, you can get rid of them and you can be set free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He whom the Son sets free. Is free indeed, but the problem is we've got so many excuses in our back pockets and in our side pocket. We got so many excuses, and I, that's another message for another day. I'm not going to put a downer on this thing. You know what your excuses are. If some people took your problems away, you wouldn't have a thing in the world to talk about. Woo! We preacher on it today. Take your problems away. You ain't got nothing to sit. You can't go to lunch with nobody no more. We've learned to live with mediocrity. We've learned that things, we think that things will never change. And so we just get happy with where we are. That is not the overcoming life and victorious life that God's promised us in his word. Seek the, word, the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. How many of you know he's near now? Today's the day. We got to seek the Lord now. You don't, you're not waiting for some tomorrow. It's time for you to get happy, get full of peace, get full of joy, get, get fulfilled in God right now. Start the journey that turns you into a godly man or a godly woman right now. You leave this building today. You came in one way, you leave another. You decide, I'm going to seek after him until I find him. And I'm not going to stop until I've obtained what he has promised me in his word. Wow, man. Mickey, we got to walk it out in faith. Walk it out in faith. What you seek, you'll get. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Call on him. 
I love what we read in the Word where David said, I called on the Lord. I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. For when, I, for when we first started praying for that little baby, it didn't surprise me at all that you got a text message. Matter of fact, keep yourself watching it. I think you'll get another one before we get out of church here. You never know. Because well, God is moving and God's working. Because you know what? God heard me the first time I prayed. you got to get out of this mentality that says, I'm going to just say my prayers and move on and not look for it. If you haven't got an expectancy in your heart, you're not really seeking after a God who's on the throne right now. I'm telling you, he is. we got to have a right now kind of faith. It's happening right now. I'm believing there's angels lined up around Mark Miner's bedside right now. They're, they're, I don't know if they're done with surgery or not. It don't matter. I hope that they, they don't have claustrophobia because I believe there are angels all surrounding that bed. Why? Because I have sought the Lord. I have asked him, and I believe that he answers our prayers. Don't say tomorrow or later we'll get it all figured out. Believe now. Later on. That's for the birds. You know, God may ask you to wait a while. Those that wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is not the same. You're still expecting. It, it may not rain till later on the afternoon, about 3 o'clock. But I'm going to go grab my umbrella right now. Because I know he heard me. You've got to trust in the Lord. Lean hard on his promises. Don't look to the left or to the right. Trust in God. The reason you've never experienced it and you think you're so smart, you, you, you think you've made a decision about God when you didn't seek Him long enough. You didn't hang on long enough. You didn't search Him out with all of your heart. You just sat back and waited for God to juggle and perform a show for you. How many of you know God's not a magician or a genie? He's not sitting back trying to get your attention. Well, I sure wish they would follow me. I'll try to just do a little dance for them. God sits back on his throne. He says, I made the stars, the moon, and the planet. I, I put this thing in motion. I gave you the breath in your body, the heartbeat that's in your chest right now. God gave you that. He designed you and knitted you together in your mother's womb. He decided you're uprising and you're sitting down. He knows every move that you make. God is not performing a magic act to get your attention. You need to fall prostrate on your face and get a hold of learning how to seek the face of God. You need to seek him. I need to seek him. We need to be filled with a desire and a hunger and a passion. And here's what I promise you. He says, if you search for me with all of your heart, you will find me. Hallelujah. So quit with the excuses. Quit trying to figure it all out on your own. And you've made up your mind. Trust in the Lord. Look to the heavens. He's there. I met him. I know him. I know what I'm talking about. The reason I'm so passionate right now. Somebody, you know, I, I worry every time I walk out of church, I'm like, oh, you were a wild man today. I guess I've just kind of figured out who cares. It's all right. When I look, when I look in Scripture and I see other men and women of God, man, they were passionate. John the Baptist was passionate. There's all kinds of people. He was a little weird, but he was passionate. David loved the Lord. Daniel loved the Lord, went against all the odds. If God loved him, I'm just going to continue to experience him to the fullest. 
I don't want no part of living a halfway life. I don't want to live in mediocrity. I don't want to live my life with all kinds of questions, stuck in agnosticism. I don't want to lay my whole life down, not pursuing and knowing the truth of God's power and word in my life. If he said it, I'm going to hang on to it and believe it against every odd and against every foe that comes against me. And the devil is wasting his time this morning because I know that I know that I know God is on the throne. I, he woke me up this morning morning he started me on my way hallelujah I'm telling you yes I get excited I can't help myself I found out God is real God is real I didn't know what I was gonna do I'm gonna get ready come help me Gary I'll start to stop if you'll come over Friday night I had the mixed group at the house and my foot was hurting. It, it was hurting so bad. It, it was, I couldn't hardly get through the night. I, I, I was trying to be nice and friendly with everybody, and I just kept standing. I'd stand off to the corner, and I just I didn't know what was wrong with my foot. I couldn't hardly walk on. I tried my best to hide it from everybody. I don't think one of them knew it. But I stood there, and I was like, oh, goodness. Oh, man, what is wrong? What is wrong with my feet? Both, now both of them are hurting. And I get to the end of the whole night. And I'm like, what? Did I, I didn't hurt it? I didn't do it? What in the world? It was half the struggle that I had over the weekend with the messages because I was in pain. Sister Peggy, I was, I got upstairs after everybody left and I pulled my socks off. And my feet were both swollen two, two times their normal size. I couldn't even walk on them. I was doing this at my house. And the next day, it was worse. And all day long, I just kept walking around like this all day in my house. And I said, how am I going to put a shoe on? How in the world am I going to preach tomorrow? I don't even know what I'm going to preach. I got four messages. I don't even know what's happening. And I'm just walking around like this, walking in my house like this. And I'm praying. I'm like, God, what are you going to do? Lord, you got to help me. I thought, oh, I'll just call Richard. I'll have Richard preach there was like something inside of me he said no you're gonna preach I'm like, okay I'm gonna preach but man I'm gonna look awful silly up there I'm gonna be like this the whole time I'll just stand back here I thought I can't get my shoe on I sent a picture to my sisters they were scared to death they were trying to get me to go to ER and everything else I ain't going to ER I'm just gonna pray and they I said you all pray just pray last night it was swollen I was, I was like how am I gonna get up how am I gonna put a shoe on I'm like praying. I'm like, Lord, what are you going to do? How am I going to do this? And something inside me just said, don't worry about it. So I'm just like, okay, I ain't worrying. <laughs> it's going to be all right. My sisters were texting me left and right. How's your foot now? How are you doing now? I said, well, it's still swollen. It's still, I don't know. I don't know what I, what would you do? I don't know. I don't know what I did. And they're all worried, sick. Missy lives, they live an hour away. She, her and Steve were ready to get in the car and come down to my house. 11 o'clock at night, take me to the ER. And I said, no. I went to bed and I told them, I said, I'm going to go to bed, just pray. I got in my bed and I laid there and I said, God, tomorrow's service is yours. Preaching in front of those people tomorrow is your business. It's not mine. I'm giving this to you. And I want you to know I woke up this morning about 4 o'clock. First thing I did was throw my blanket back and my feet were normal. They completely had swollen, had completely gone down. 
I jumped out of my bed. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad my blinds were shut. Neighbors would have been like, what in the world is he doing? I said, I, I hope I didn't wake them all up. I waited till 5.30. I sent my sister, I said, praise God it went down. My feet are normal. I almost took another picture, but I thought they're over feet by now. I looked down there and I said, you did it. You did it. I mean, I went to bed. They were, they were that big around. And I woke up in the morning and they were looking mighty fine, I might say. No. <laughs> Stand with me. Seek the Lord. Seek first the righteousness of God, His kingdom. Then all these other things will be added to your life. I don't worry. I didn't worry about today. I knew it was going to be all right. And guess what? It was. Because you don't give up. You keep searching. You keep seeking. And you don't stop. See, that's the key. Now listen. You don't stop until you find it. See, that's the key. That's the ticket right there. I'm not going to stop, Sandra, until I find him. I'm going to keep looking. Has the Lord answered? Well, no, I've been, you know, I've been praying. I'm hanging on. Okay, keep, keep hanging. Did it happen today? No, it didn't happen today. Well, keep, go tomorrow. You don't stop until you see it. You don't stop until you find it. When you have that mentality, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it's going to turn you upside down. Your life will be forever changed. The power of God at work in your life. Healthy, spiritually healthy. There ain't no such thing as throwing in the towel. There ain't no sense in doing it halfway. There's a bunch of half-hearted, mediocre Christians walking around making a big spectacle of God. You be one that hangs on to the end. Daniel, you have an excellent spirit like your brother in the Bible. You hang on. You don't let go, and you don't stop, and you don't let nobody, you don't let nobody drag you back or drag you down. You keep marching forward, and you seek God every day of your life, and buddy, you're going to find him. You're always going to find him. He's always going to be right there for you. How many of you know this to be true this morning? You know it. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's just say you're here today, and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. I would never close this service out without giving you an opportunity right now where you stand to make an altar. I'm going to ask you if you will join me in a prayer to receive Jesus into your life. You say, well, I, I knew him as a kid, but I've gotten away, and I guess I need to rededicate myself to the Lord. I, I really need to make that confession. I need to believe that in my heart again. I, I need to make him Lord of my life. Or maybe you've never been. You've never been a Christian. You've never accepted Christ. Wherever you are in that timeline, if you're here today and you want things to be right between you and God, it's a brand new start for you, and you're going to search him out. Keep seeking him until you find him. If you're here today and the Holy Ghost is dealing with you, I want you to slip up your hand and write back down. We're going to pray for you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Anybody else this morning? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand back there. Anybody else? 
not going to stop until I find him for myself. Anyone else? Christians are praying right now. I'm going to wait. I feel like there might be someone else. Pastor, I need Jesus. These others have lifted their hands, and I thank God for them, but I feel like God is waiting on you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Going to wait just a few more seconds. Pastor, I need Jesus. I need to rededicate. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, sister. All right. Several folks lifted their hands this morning. We're going to make this whole sanctuary an altar before God. We have, we're going to all pray with you together, but I'm telling you, I, I always say this. I want to make it so clear. It's not a magic formula. It's not words. Words are nothing. A lot of people got words. It's about the action of your heart. If you believe, the Bible says, if a man believes in his heart, confesses with his mouth that Jesus is the Lord, is Son of God, and the Bible says that you are born again and saved. God's ready. He's been searching for you. He's waiting on you this morning before you ever got here. He wants to save you today. So those of you that lifted your hand, we're going to pray. Church, I want you to help us pray. We're going to take these folks, escort them right to the kingdom of God, right to the throne. And I'm believing the Lord's going to turn your life around right now. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. You purchased my ticket to heaven. Be the Lord of my life. Strengthen me. Change me. I repent of my sins and give you my heart. According to your precious word, by my confession and the belief in my heart, you are the Son of God. I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. If you lifted your hand today, this is Melissa Grawl. She is our discipleship pastor, crosswalk pastor. They, her whole purpose is to help you to get established with God in your new relationship with Him. She's got a Bible. She's got some information she wants to give to you free of charge. You don't have to pay a thing for it. She wants to give it to you. She wants to make a connection with you and talk with you and help you get strong in your new relationship with Jesus. There's a whole team of folks that'll help you. So we want you to do that today. I don't want to pray for us, church, on our way out. I'm going to ask Richard to come and pray this prayer with us. But I want us all, I want us to understand the words of David when he says, when he says, as the deer pants for the water, so does my soul thirst after you, O God. I want this to be the hungriest church that there is in the kingdom work. I want us to be so passionate and hungry for God that we won't let our kids. How many of you know coming to church is not just about doing a religious obligation? I want our kids, I want our young people, I want you to know how to search out God until you find him. Because if you don't, then you're lost and you'll not be lost in this church. Can I get an amen? You'll not be lost in this church. I want us to, I want us to search out God. More important, Dad, more important than the money you bring home and lay the groceries on the table. More important than the job you got. Listen to what I have to say to you. More important than all that that you're doing is that you are leading your sons and your daughters, leading them to Christ, who is the only answer for them. If you're not doing that, you are failing as a parent. Is that all right? 
You're failing as a godly parent if you are not leading your children to the Lord. Moms, that's guys are going to say amen now. Same thing. Lead your daughters. Lead your sons. Lead them to Jesus Christ. And don't you dare take the devil's punches and give up. Don't you dare let him hinder you or stop you. Don't let their roll in their eyes and don't let them looking at you. Don't let their rebellion, don't let nothing stop you. You keep marching forward. Your kids will not go to hell, not on your watch. Not on your watch. Most important thing you do is raise your kids to have faith in Jesus Christ and to know how to search him out for themselves. In Jesus' name. I want us to be hungry. I want us to be thirsty for the presence and the power of God. And I want us to embrace the scripture that says, search for me and you will find me. Amen. God bless you today. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the word that's come into our heart, Lord. You've put a seeking desire inside of us, God, and we turn our hearts to you and pray, Lord, that you would touch our hearts and deal with us this week. God, we are going to search you out. We're going to find you out through our week and through our days and our nights. God, we're going to seek you out and see a beautiful and a wonderful thing that you're going to do. God, we give ourselves to you, our churches, our family. God, all that we are, we give to you this week. Pray that you would have your way in it. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you all. We wanted to remind you again about OCA tonight with the uh, prayer meeting and with the mixed service. And also, if you're here today and you want special prayer, our ministers are going to be in the altar. I want to remind you, you're able to come down and we'll agree with you for prayer. God bless you.